Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the WordPress Year in Review project. We're, we're back with our third and final track, the developer's track. And I have three more great speakers for you to highlight their talks. Uh, the first is uh, Leo Losevis. Losevis. I hope I'm saying that right. I know I said it right when I interviewed him. Uh, and he he's going to talk about publishing REST endpoints using GraphQL queries in WordPress. We're going to talk to Akshat Chaudhry about updating WordPress the hard way, the uh, the importance of backups. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but we'll talk all about that. Uh, and then we'll talk to uh, David Baumwald about participating in a major core release. So a couple of weeks ago, you heard from Hugh Lashbrook about how to get involved. Well, David's going to tell us how he was involved. We got to flex our developer chops this week. When I say we, I mean me. The, the, the three folks I'm talking to always do. Uh, I do it less and less, but I'm always excited to talk development because that is what I do uh, or what I did for a long time. So I was really excited to talk to these three gentlemen. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, I am here with Leo Losevis, is that right? I just asked you and I, I got nervous. <laughs> Leo, thanks for joining me today on this um, WordCamp US 2020 speaker series. So for those, if you're just tuning in, I decided to do this series to highlight some of the talks that we could have had at WordCamp US this year had it not been canceled due to virtual event fatigue and things like that. So Leo, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. So we're going to keep these interviews pretty tight. Uh, so let's get into the first question. And I just want to ask you uh, to tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and, and what do you do? <clears throat> All right. So I'm a developer. I've been working with WordPress since, I think, 2010, if I'm not wrong. And right now I'm living in Malaysia. Uh, since uh, also like seven or eight years, and I've been in Asia for 11 years, but I'm from Argentina myself. And I'm working, right now I'm working on a plugin that I just launched. I'm not working in the sense of making money out of it yet, but it's becoming slowly a project. And it's not uh, clear yet which direction it's taking, uh, but it's connected to WordPress anyway. Awesome. Awesome. And your talk that you applied to at WordCamp US was called uh, Publishing REST Endpoints Using GraphQL Queries in WordPress. As a developer myself, that is something I am pretty interested in. Uh, I haven't worked with GraphQL, uh, but I've been hearing a lot about it. So, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about first what your talk was going to be about. I gave the title, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about, you know, why you decided to put this talk together and what you hope the audience got out of it. Uh, so everything is uh, leading to a website on JavaScript and then communicate with WordPress via the REST API. And this is the new way of, of building things, but it's not so easy. I mean, you can do it, but it takes time and it takes patience. And in that sense, more than REST, it's better to use GraphQL. Okay, maybe the world is not better. I mean, they know better and worse, right? They're, they're just different. 
but it makes things easier because you don't need to call all the endpoints in advance. You have only one single endpoint and you can execute all of your queries against it. So then it's much easier to develop with it. And then they say you need in one single query. So with REST, if you need to fetch, say, a list of posts, and for each post you need to fetch the comment, and then for the comment you need to fetch the author, and then for the author you need to fetch who knows what else. You need, you need to make several uh, queries. And uh, with GraphQL, you have only one single query and you have all the data that you need. So this is basically the difference between REST and, and GraphQL. Now, uh, going a bit forward, my talk was how to make the most out of both systems at the same time. So I, I'm working on a plugin. So let's, let's first talk about solutions for both REST API and GraphQL. For the REST API, it's integrated into WordPress already. Uh, you don't need to do anything, it's already there. For GraphQL, there's a plugin, which is WP GraphQL by Jason Ball. It's pretty good, okay? Not bad. But they are both either REST or GraphQL. Now, I had an idea, which is, what if you could combine both of them? What does that mean? For instance, you can log into the backend and call a GraphQL query, and you publish that as an, as an endpoint. So then what you have is that you have the advantage from GraphQL that it's developer-friendly and you're requesting only all the data that you need and nothing else, and it says documented, and you can create an endpoint that then you can query from the application as if we were REST. And I implemented that and I launched it, and I have a plugin. So the plugin is called GraphQL API for WordPress. Uh, that's the link that I have shared with, with you. And basically my talk in the WordCamp US wanted to demonstrate this uh, use case that I think is actually quite uh, cool for for developers. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really interesting um, because, you know, again, like you said, you know, they're both pretty new technologies and, and it's interesting to see them possibly combined in, in such a way. Um, so, uh, you know, as we as we wrap up here, what were maybe the two or three main takeaways you wanted uh, people to get from your talk? If they, once you gave your talk, they walked away, um, what was like, what was what you hoped they got from it? I guess that <clears throat> the most important thing is to know about this way of doing things via GraphQL, that it is possible, that, uh, that you have the benefits of the new technology while still working the old ways in WordPress. And that a new world is coming upon us. It's not, once again, it's not better. It's just different, but it's there and we have to face it. Mm -hmm. And this, in a way, it's a way to integrate into this new world. Very cool. I, I love that. I think that's super interesting. And um, if, if people want to learn about... Uh, let's say GraphQL, right? Uh, we'll we'll learn where people can find information about your talk in in a couple of minutes. But if people wanted to learn about GraphQL, this new world, um, where would you recommend they go? All right. So actually, my competition, which is WP GraphQL, they have a pretty good website, I must say. So I wouldn't <laughs> mind telling people to go and check it out there. Awesome. Uh, because they have a documentation about GraphQL, about what it is. It's it's, it's pretty cool. It's developer friendly. If you come from WordPress, you don't know what is GraphQL. 
suddenly you, go, you you visit the page of this plugin and they tell you what GraphQL is. So it's actually pretty good. I, I, I need to do the same. I must admit that. Uh, apart from that, uh, graphql.org. They have plenty of documentation. It's very well explained. It's very simple. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's more than enough to start with it. And then there is uh, the, the, the one cool thing with GraphQL is the integration with the client. It has a client called Graphical, where you can code the query, press run, and see how it is executed. You do not need to install this uh, Graphical client in your own server, in your own site, or anything. There are many uh, instances out there that you can play with. Uh, there's also a, a Chrome uh, extension that you can install, and then you can play with public endpoints. There is a public endpoint from GitHub. So then you just paste the, the, the endpoint on the input, and you play with it. You, you, you see their schema, and you select their repos. You, you have your own GitHub account. You say, give me all my repos, then give me all the stuff that I have, and you can play with it, and then slowly you become used to, to, the, to the new syntax. Fantastic. I will, I will link those in the show notes, which you'll be able to find over at howibuilt.it or over at wpreview.io. Uh, Leo, thanks so much for joining me today. If people want to learn more about you or get the information from your talk, where can people find you? Uh, my website, it's leoloso, L-E-O-L-O-S-O dot com. I must admit it's not a WordPress site. It's a Jamstack site. I'm using it actually to play with all these technologies. A tiny bit here, a tiny bit there. I have my WordPress site, uh, but this one is not, I must say. So you, you, you can actually check it out there. Fantastic. And my Twitter account, and my Twitter account is Losovis, like my surname. Awesome. Awesome. I will link again, I'll link all of those in the show notes. Uh, and it's an interesting note about, you know, your website being Gemstack. I think that, um, you know, as a developers, we like to play with a lot of new toys and, uh, new tools. And for me, my, my personal website is a playground of sorts for me as well. So, um, yeah, no judgment there with, with, uh, you know, your site being Gemstack. So, uh, very cool. Leo, thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, Joe. This episode and this entire series is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. Now, GoDaddy Pro has two great offerings to talk about here. They offer a robust suite of free tools to web developers and designers to help them to help you save time managing all of your clients and sites. With GoDaddy Pro, you can easily shop for your client, monitor your client's websites, and manage all of their WordPress websites in one place. Exclusive time-saving tools let you bulk update WordPress core plugins and themes on multiple sites with one click, as well as automate WordPress backups, cloning, and migrations, and so much more. Get real-time performance, security, and uptime monitoring across all of your client websites. Members also receive a 30% discount on new qualifying products. When you pair GoDaddy Pro with qualified WordPress and e-commerce hosting plans, the benefits are even greater by including access to all premium features at no additional cost. And now they offer a WooCommerce hosting option too. They combined their secure hosting platform and partnered with WooCommerce 
the world's leading e-commerce platform built on WordPress to offer you GoDaddy WordPress e-commerce hosting. Included in your plan is over $1,000 worth of premium WooCommerce extensions to get your clients selling with an online store that truly reflects their unique brand. So for a limited time, they're offering you, the listener, three months of GoDaddy WordPress e-commerce hosting for only $1. You can take advantage of that deal over at wpreview.io slash GoDaddy. That's wpreview.io slash G-O-D-A-D-D-Y. Three months for $1. That is about as low risk as you could possibly get, especially for such valuable hosting. So definitely check it out. And thanks to GoDaddy Pro for their support of this podcast and the entire WordPress year in review project. This episode is brought to you by Nexus. You count on having a WordPress or WooCommerce site that's predictably fast, secure, available, and affordable. But finding everything you need from one provider can be tough. At Nexus, they've got you covered. For more than 20 years, they've invested time and resources into developing and integrating exclusive tools that make WordPress run better automatically. How do they do it? By including special features like no-cost auto-scaling when traffic spikes, automatic plugin updates with visual comparison technology to skip updates that would break your sites, and cloud accelerator technology that makes even the most dynamic sites run faster. Add that to their automatic backups, proprietary CDN, integrated iThemes Security Pro, and free migrations, and you won't have to look further for the platform that does it all. They pride themselves on delivering the kind of support you need whenever you need it. Hands-on, elevated, 24-7, 365 service. Their support team is made up of people who have been in the trenches and review and support thousands of stores like yours. I recently moved my WooCommerce site to their managed platform, and I have been the beneficiary of everything I just talked about earlier. From the special features to the incredible support team that helped me migrate from my old host, I couldn't be happier being on Nexus. They know we're working hard to grow our businesses, and they're our proven partner to help us get there, site by site, side by side. Other platforms say it, but they do it. Their managed WordPress and managed WooCommerce are predictably awesome solutions because at Nexus, better is built in. You can learn more at wpreview.io slash nexus. That's wpreview.io slash n-e-x-c-e-s-s. Okay, I am here with Akshat Chardri. Chardri. I'm sorry. We tried to. I tried to say it the way that Akshat said it in the pre-show. So I'm. I'm sorry for that, Akshat. Uh, he is the founder of Malcare and Blog Vault, uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, WordPress security today. Is that right? Uh, hi, Joe. Thank you for having me. And yes, we will be talking about a bit about WordPress security, a specific aspect of it. 
Fantastic. So uh, this is great. I'm excited for this. It's a, it's a bit of a more technical talk, um, or at, at least it, it could be, right? So why don't we start off with a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll dive into your talk topic. So I'm Akshit Chaudhary. I'm the founder of Malcare and Blogvault. We are a security, WordPress security and backup solution. Those are the two, uh, Malcare and Blogvault. Uh, I spend a lot of time my time coding and building products. So that's essentially who I am. Uh, uh, right. And uh, yep. and then uh, and then you spend your time uh, mostly coding and then but Blog Vault and Malcare are both two uh, seemingly pretty successful businesses in the WordPress space. Do you have a, do you run the business side of it too or do you have a, a partner for that? So uh, I'm the CEO of uh, CEO too. So we have a we have a team of almost 27, 28 people now. Wow. So the, uh, some of that work does come in on my plate, but uh, I still prefer to spend a lot more of my energies and time building the product than anything else. Awesome. There are other people who help me too. Awesome. That's fantastic. And uh, so appropriately, your talk is named Updating WordPress the Hard Way. Uh, now, I don't want to give away anything, but um, the point I was going to make is something that you say kind of in your talk description, which is, yes, you can just click update or update all and hope for the best. Um, I have been known to do that from time to time, though I will say that I'm a developer as well. So if something does break, uh, I, it's my own doing and I can probably figure out how to fix it. But we don't we don't want to waste time fixing things that were preventable, right? So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your talk updating WordPress the hard way? Right. So, like you said, a lot of us actually do click update and pray for the best. And uh, and you know, being technical, a lot of us we, we can make our way around WordPress and fix things. But uh, you know, that's not that's not how we'd like to spend our time. At least uh, most of the time, right? And uh, uh, so. So what we think is uh, people and a lot of people still do it. And sometimes I like you, I am also, you know, I am also, I also go for it because just in the, you, you know, play, uh, play fast and lose. Uh, and when you think that, okay, it's a small update, we can get away with it. But, uh, but more often than not, if you are, if you have a major update coming in or if you have a important website, like, uh, like our own uh, marketing sites, malke.com or blogpol.net, then we are worried because, in case something goes wrong, then there is a direct material impact. Marketing team will go crazy. Uh, you know, th- people will will be uh, will will get worked up. So it's not never a not a pretty situation. So so we we feel there is a much better way of doing updates, and uh, just to just to take the uh, yeah just to make it uh, take make it like. Uh, uh, less painful for for your team and uh, yeah have a more have more peace of mind so uh, awesome so yeah, that's uh, yeah and and so in the talk description that you submitted which I will uh, link in the show notes or I'll add in the show notes for this episode which you can find over at wpreview.io um you you outline a workflow, right? Note down the updates, check the logs to understand when to update, back up your site. I think that's really important. Um, check the update. Uh, and then you say something. So I think that to a developer, at least, uh, most of the stuff makes sense, right? Um, check the logs 
is something that developers will often do. Um, and then you say use visual regression testing to test the after effects. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes. So, you know, so sometimes, many a times what we feel is, okay, if something breaks, then it'll be on our face and we'll see a big white screen, you know, the white screen of death. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's not the only thing that goes wrong. Right, right. Uh, sometimes what will happen is your site will load from the, on the surface, it will look fine. But uh, when you go, uh, you know, some pixels might be off, a slider will break, you know, something, uh, if the footer will disappear. And if you're if you're busy, you might just load the front page and be like, okay, that looks fine to me. Right? So in this case, what you, I, uh, the best thing you can do is let, let computers solve this problem where it will validate whether the update succeeded beyond just not crashing your website. Gotcha. That makes sense, right? So like, uh, it's a, I, I've seen some people call this a visual comparison, right? Where uh, there will be a test where a screenshot is taken before the update and after the update, and then they're compared in some amount, right? And that's that's perfectly correct. So before you do an update, take the uh, take a screenshot. There are a lot of automated automation uh, automated tools around this. Uh, but yeah, take take screenshots of all your important pages. And sometimes we 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 think that home page is sufficient, but uh, in our experience, take it for all your important pages. Like uh, in if you're a SaaS website, you will take it for your. Uh, for your pricing page, for example, or your main feature pages, right? And uh, then uh, after the update, again, take another set of screenshots and then compare compare them. If and if even a pixel is, uh, these tools, even if a pixel is off, if that tool will warn you and then you can act accordingly. Yeah, that's fantastic. And really, and really important, right? Because it is easy to just kind of like click around and be like, oh, everything kind of looks okay without really doing the test, right? And and that can bite you, especially if you run like an, e- an e-commerce site, right? You you want to make sure that your site is always running and the checkout process is always working. Yes, so and when you talk about checkout process, that takes even the next step where you're actually clicking around and if you have forms, uh, submitting those forms, that's uh, even more level of automation and testing. Frankly, you know, we we ideally we should be doing it for all our important for all our sites which are so important and from which we make we uh, which are part of uh, a livelihood but sometimes we don't do all of it frankly that's the that's the truth uh, it takes too much time we want to get back to i want to get back to making my product and mm-hmm. i'm sure you are you want to get back to recording and uh, uh building your courses so yeah yeah absolutely um Fantastic. So uh, let's imagine that you just gave your talk at WordCamp US. What are the maybe the two or three main takeaways you want the audience to have as they're leaving the room? Okay, so the first one thing is and uh, update everything. Actually, that's the most important thing. You might have these tools or not, but updating everything is the most important thing you can do simply because uh, when it comes to security, there's no, no nothing more important than updating your site. Okay, yeah. And so, even if you don't have visual regression testing tool, you don't spend time. Just still update it, and worst case, roll back from a backup, mm-hmm. which becomes my second thing. That uh, take a backup. Backup. Uh, backup is the thing that saves your ass when things go wrong. <laughs> right, and it, it it's it's so easy now with in WordPress that take a backup, 
do whatever you want and things break, roll back, full stop. So, and your hosting providers will do backups. You have backup plugins, backup services. So do take a backup. And uh, and yeah, I think those are the two biggest takeaways uh, apart from the visual regression testing, if you can, uh, if you are able to build a tool or uh, use uh, some, of, some of the tools which provide something like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I do know of some hosting companies, um, uh, at least one of our sponsors for this series does do the visual comparison that's nexus i know for a fact um so yeah there there are uh, as as akshat said there's lots of ways now there you don't need a whole big process to take a backup right you don't need to like download all the files to your computer and then go into like php my admin and download and export of the database there's there are much more automated ways to do those things so it's e- easier than ever i love that update everything uh and take a backup because it's it, a single backup will save you hours of work, uh, guarant- like guaranteed if something goes wrong. So, um, Akshat, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your talk with us today. Uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more? All right. So, uh, th- again, thank you for having me. And uh, you can uh, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter. My handle is Akshat C. That's A-K-S-H-A-T-C. Or uh, visit our product websites, malcare.com or blogwalls.net. Awesome. I will link to all of those and other things that we talked about here in the show notes over at wpreview.io. Akshat, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks again. All right. I am here with David Baumwald. He had a talk prepared, or I should say that he uh, created a WordCamp US uh, speaker application with the talk title, Participating in a Major Core Release. I really love this idea. I, as a coder myself, I've always wanted to, but I've never taken the time. Uh, So maybe I'll learn a thing or two in this interview. David, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Joe? Um, not too bad. You know, as we record this, the, the fall weather is settling here in the Northeast and it's my favorite season. So I'm happy about that. Uh, but let's dive right into this. So before we get into your talk, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, who you are and and what you do? Sure. Yep. I'm a full stack engineer. I've been doing this for about 15 years now, uh, hundred percent freelance and contract work. I live in Florida. I've been involved with WordPress for about, or working with WordPress for about 10 years. Um, I've been involved with WordPress core for about three. Um, And it was just a couple of years ago that I started raising my hand and volunteering for things. Uh, On the side, I like to um, fly airplanes play golf um and i do animated uh light shows for christmas Uh, wow that's that's so like the the kind that you see on tv where it's like they're synced up with the music and stuff like that absolutely very cool so i'm gonna do a quick digression here how do is there like a controller sort of thing for that how like what's the what's the thing i need to be able to do that uh, there's multiple things. Okay. There are, there are the way I do it. There's a bunch of raspberry pies okay. out in the yard. 
Um, there's about eight of them. And then there are actual controllers, which uh, decode a, a signal through a protocol called E131. And then those controllers will output directly to the lights, telling it when to come on, for how long, and what color. Wow. That's what. So it's not something like Ted from How I Met Your Mother could have done in like an afternoon. Oh, Lord, no. I've got <laughs> years into this and it, it, is, it is absolutely a hobby. It's something I work on pretty much every weekend throughout the year to get ready. Wow, that's wild. Well, maybe I'll have to have you on again and we can go in depth about how you built that. But we're here to talk about your WordCamp US speaker application. Uh, so why don't you tell us how you, how you came up with the idea and then a little bit about your talk before we get into the main takeaways? Sure. So um, my talk actually came from the point of view of kind of someone who you know, just two years ago, had no clue how to get involved at all. Um, as a point of order, the, the release model used to be a lot different up until 5.3. Uh, there used to be not really these public leads. That were, I mean, back in the day, there used to be leads that were announced and whatnot. But for a while, they got away from that, and then people were just kind of rounded up and did different things. 5.3 introduced what Josefa lovingly called the squad model. Mm -hmm. And the two guinea pigs for that were myself and Francesca Morano, who was the release coordinator for 5.3. And on top of that, there were several other roles that were added, but essentially you had the release coordinator and triage PM who are one and two behind Matt as the release lead. So, my talk really came from a place of like, okay, how do you go from someone who may only have a small little plugin in the directory or may just have a theme or may not even know what track is um, for tracking core issues and enhancements um, and kind of where to put your foot down and say, okay, I'd like to raise my hand to get involved here. And then what are the next steps from there? Gotcha. That's fan. That's, um, well, I mean, so that's really cool because, um, you know, there was this, this big change. Uh, and, um, so when we, so you mentioned that Josefa mo- moved to the squad model. Um, let me rephrase, I guess, actually, cause there's more than, there's more than one way to get, uh, involved in, um, in contributing to WordPress in general, right? You can do a talk. That was supposed to be my WordCamp US talk last year, but my flight got delayed. Um, and so, uh, you know, when you talk about different squads, um, is there is there a place for somebody who doesn't necessarily know how to code in any of these squads? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's there's a folk, there's a, a lead for documentation. There's a lead for testing. There's a lead for marketing. There's a lead for um, for uh, accessibility. Um, I mean, if you if you go to, for instance, five point six is the release that's, that's ongoing right now, mm-hmm. and the squad is absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, and you you look at the the core five six page, and you can see a rundown of all the different roles that are there, and all the different women that are that are leading 
each role and each focus lead. So absolutely, like you, you don't have to know a lick of code. You can, you can just love marketing to death. Um, you can love just using WordPress on its own and like testing, testing the new features as they come out. So there's absolutely a place for anyone and everyone if they want to get involved. Yeah, that's absolutely great. I'm and I'm I'm glad that we got to highlight that because I think a lot of people think that, you know, contributing to WordPress is is just about the code. Um, so as we wrap up here, um, what what do you think should be? Let's imagine that you gave this talk. Uh, it's ended and the audience is walking out. What's maybe one or two things you you hope the audience takes away? From this talk, we may, maybe they're inspired to, you know, what maybe they're inspired to take some action. What action would that be? What information do you hope that they have leaving your talk? Uh, in a similar vein to what we were just discussing, which is that anyone with any skill set can be a part of a major release. Um, and the cool thing is that you can actually raise your hand for a minor release where there's not as much pressure. Oh, nice. Um, and and the release squad is a little bit more, a little smaller, a little bit more intimate. Um, and the interesting thing about five point six, Josefa has introduced this concept of called cohorts and buddies, mm-hmm. which is and mentors. Which, because of my experience with five point three as number two on five point three, five point four, and five point five, I am now mentoring the squad the triage squad for 5.6 and then maybe 5.7 but the hope is that these turn into mentors themselves and turn around and repay the favor and so what you what you're having during 5.6 is you're having a main lead for instance for triage is the wonderful tanya mork from wp media yeah and you but you also have a couple of quote buddies and cohorts that are riding along and so they're seeing how it's going during a lease so they can decide, is this something I want to do in the next cycle or future cycle down the road? So in terms of, you know, how to get involved, if you decided like, okay, that's something I'd like to do, you can absolutely raise your hand and say, hey, I'd like to write along in a minor or major release and see how it goes. And maybe I'll raise my hand in the future. The best thing I can recommend is is just go to make.wordpress.org. And the the most active discussion that happens is on Slack. There's a core channel. There's 34,000 people that are signed in there. Um, but it's not as hectic as you might think. And there's a weekly chat that happens uh, twice on Wednesday once I started doing one for um, that's more APAC friendly. In addition to the Wednesday afternoon for the uh, U.S. chat, um, and normally when a release come is when a release major release ships, the next couple of weeks there's this uh, there's this period of of lull where people are starting to kind of raise their hand and say, "Oh, I'd like to get involved," or um, there's a post that goes out saying, "Hey, call for volunteers," that sort of thing. So if you'd like to be involved, I would suggest getting, um, getting in the core Slack channel, raising your hand during these meetings, start to participate, get your name out there. 
Um, and, you know, when the time comes to say, hey, do we have anyone that would like to maybe participate in this next release? You know, you feel a little bit more comfortable raising your hand, hopefully. Awesome. Awesome. That's great advice. I will link uh, to make.wordpress.org in the show notes, which can be found either on howibuilt.it or over at wpreview.io. So, uh, David, thank you for taking the time. Where can people find you? I am at dream-encode.com. That's my site. I have, um, it's not much. It's really just a portfolio of some of my bigger clients and an occasional blog entry, um, trying to steer people in the right direction for WordPress hacks and fixes. Um, I'm also have a, a very nascent Twitter account and <laughs> dream and code. <laughs> um, uh, Francesca, my, my release coordinator for 5.3 was the one that kind of pushed me in that direction to get on Twitter. So I finally did it. And I have a grand total of like 60 followers now. So I am, watch out, Elon Musk. I'm coming for your, for your follower yeah, count. You're, you're approaching that century mark. So Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. All right, bud. It was fun. Thanks so much to Leo, Akshat, and David for joining me this week to talk development here on the WordPress Year in Review podcast. If you want to find out more about these guys and what they do and the resources we talked about, you can head over to wpreview.io. You'll also find information about uh, how uh, as as this episode comes out, there's still time to pledge and get your logo and link on the site. Or you can also, uh, for $19, get a print copy of the ebook of the book I'm working on all about WordPress and how it changed this year. You'll also get updates on progress, behind the scenes stuff and things like that. So that's it for our speaker tracks. I have more content for this podcast planned, of course, that I'm excited to get into. Uh, And the people that are making all of that happen are, of course, the sponsors of the entire project. And that is Nexus and GoDaddy Pro. So I want to thank them for their contributions to make sure I can put all this together, as well as anybody who has contributed in the crowdfunding campaign. Anybody who's already pledged, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I exceeded my initial goal, and I'm so excited about that because I'm happy to see the community come together uh, and, and put some weight behind this project. So really excited about that. Again, if you want to learn more, you can go to wpreview.io. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.